All right. Hello, everybody, um, and welcome to um, episode seven of Third Eye Gospels podcast. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit more, um, a little different, a little bit more personal, less teachy. Um, like, of course, these unprecedented times call for unprecedented action, um, which includes episode seven as um, more of a sermon, more from the heart, um, you know, less from an educational, academic, or any other type of standpoint, point of view, because really, you know, who cares about that right now? You know, we need hope. Nothing else really matters. You know, none of, not one of the little details matter when it comes down to the nitty gritty. And as I was going to do this long podcast, I had been planning for weeks now, um, you know, the first, it was going to be the per- first part of a series, um, like on early Christian history. Um, cause I want to do a whole series for you guys. Cause I'm always talking about a lot of random stuff like early Gnosticism, early Christianity. Um, and I kind of wanted to give everybody a glimpse of, you know, what I'm talking about. However, um, you know, I decided against it cause it's not what matters right now. Not really. You know, the way in which an individual connects with the divine story of our history, um, that is more important. And it is more about the now, how you approach now. And at a time like this, we need to give love. We need to give guidance. We need to give understanding and support and not education or correction of mistruths of history, even though I love to do that, that is not the time. Um, It's a time for love and a time for spreading spirit because we desperately, desperately need that right now. Um, And, you know, I... I uh, do apologize that there was no episode the last full two weeks. Um, I am a buyer in the grocery uh, industry. And as you can imagine, it's been super far out at work and it's been the most unbelievable time. Um, Plus I have school on top of that, making sure I make time for my daily devotionals, personal prayer, plus my marriage, my home, checking in on my family. Like there's so much going on right now. And there is little to do other than like little other time to do anything other than sleep. Um, and I think that, you know, a lot of people out there right now can really connect um, with so many of us stretching ourselves very thin for the resolution and maintenance of assistance during this pandemic. Um, it's just super crazy. So I do apologize that, um, you know, I haven't put out an episode and maybe that hasn't been as encouraging. Um But, you know, I also am trying to learn through this pandemic experience for myself to give grace and give the space. And that's kind of the theme I want to do, give grace and give the space to ride out, you know, this on my own time, ride out my own path, slow down and calm down (laughs) on a deep level, which is AKA my lesson number one. We are being deeply, deeply called once more to observe health and well-being through this, through this time, through rest and um, alignment where you can really tell where we have this divide in our ability to rest. Um, We're seeing an unbelievable event manifesting before our eyes. And you know, what happens when we don't do things? Um, Jesus did say in Logan 28 of the Gospel of Thomas, you know, at this time they are intoxicated. When they have vomited their wine, they will return to themselves. And we are being called to return back, return to ourselves, focus upon the higher. You know, we are drunk with distraction and obsession. And now we see that we're vomiting it out with this experience. I know that's a super um, strange analogy, but 
you know, it is what it is. You know, this is one of those times where you can't necessarily sugarcoat it. You have to, it's a call to action. And this episode really is just that, a call to action. Um, because it's been, it's been made abundantly apparent to me during this experience that, um, you know, we have an addiction, myself included, towards these outward things. And, you know, once we all have been forced to sit down and think about what we usually would fill this time with, there's an entirely new perspective on the situation. And, you know, of course I say this with like the utmost sensitivity, um, because of course this is a global pandemic that is you know, not just a spiritual thing. Obviously, it's a very aggressive physical force in our world currently that is, you know, threatening our overall health, our safety, our economy, our governments, you know, just about everything you can name um, is feeling intensive ramifications on a larger scale, like never before seen. And, you know, when I was thinking of what to say during this episode, during the sermon, like, how do I spark faith during this such devastating time, um, you know, as well as putting away my first idea of my episode, I realized that, you know, picking apart the details of Christ or faith or religion or what have you, picking apart details is not even remotely important when it comes down to the deep learning um, and deep understanding of the message. The message is what's important. Um, You know, Jesus delivered this message and it is, you know, what I'm personally turning to in these very, very difficult times. Um, And, you know, really, who cares what you believe? No matter who you are, you can pay attention to these very universal teachings um, and apply them to your life and our overall collective life um, so we can work towards a better, more healing, more health-filled tomorrow. Um, And I think this is the most important thing that we can really think of during this time as we sit here in our, um, you know, fear. We're like sitting in our fear, but really we we need to put our attention forward. We need to put our attention toward the message. We need to put our attention toward applying these to our lives um, and using this time to start to put that into practice. And this is a call to action for that because, you know, you know, we don't have differences when it comes to international emergency. Um, this is an emergency on one of the most international scales we've ever seen because obviously we never had the internet before. We never had international travel the way that we had before. We were never connected quite physically and non-physically in this way. Um, So we're all quite informed about what's happening um, and quite uninformed at the same time. And because of that, this is happening on a much larger scale than really any, anything we've ever seen in history. Um, And if you ever need, you know, proof of the collective conscious, the oneness of humanity, you look no further than our current times. You know, I see swarms of people every day thinking they're the only ones experiencing the mayhem, only ones that picked out a particular path that day at the grocery store, buy a staple in their home, you know, only to find out that that staple is the same staple in everybody's home in the entire community. And therefore there's none left, you know? So, you know, of course that's my little side note because i work for grocery industry, but, you know, we're all experiencing this dramatic vibrational pull of the universe and it is bringing us over the spectrum. You know, some people are handling it with complete light, you know, trying to do everything they can to help out spiritually and physically. But, you know, of course, some still are turning to darkness, to focusing on the sickness. Um, and we're experiencing so much sickness and so much death. Um, 
with so much attention on it, it's really easy to turn to darkness, even myself included. Like it is so easy to go to that dark place in your mind where you're afraid and you're comforted by your outward panic to hoard and be selfish and spread negativity. It is so easy to get into this path. It is it's because that is the way of ego. And right now with our egos feeling so threatened, our egos have a really large hold on us right now. You know, and on a spiritual standpoint, which of course will always be my standpoint, this is my personal call in life to lead and encourage you all spiritually. You know, we have to look at this through a variety of lenses. Um, That which threatens the physical life of our physical bodies in a physical dimension really makes our egos go bananas naturally. Naturally. You know, we we would assume that our survival technique would go crazy when we are having a crisis of survival. That is the purpose of ego. Ego is there for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to keep us alive. It's our survival. It's our animalistic brain. It's our rudimentary yet fundamentally vital part of ourselves. You know, not to say that ego is super unimportant, that we need to, you know, do away with it because we can't. It's a natural part of our bodies and it is what gets us through um, the day survival wise. But our ego is also not who we are inside. Our ego is not our spirit. It has no connection to our spirit whatsoever. In fact, it is the source of the veil of separation. Um, And our ego is shaken right now. I mean, really shaken. And that causes all kinds of issues, you know, all kinds of doubts, all kinds of panic, questioning, freaking out. You know, the ego thinks it's going to die and very well might, which is why, you know, I'm not going to lie. That's an obvious reality, which is why it's an obvious fear. Um, But what I'm suggesting to you is that in order to progress this situation forward, we have to get over that fear. You know, the fear is what's causing, you know, all of this public panic. It's it's why we see panic buying, we see the personal protection equipment, the hive mind, it's real, you know, becoming very um to the forefront. And it's because our egos, you know, are we're all having a really hard time, myself included, rising above this survival instinct. Um rising above ego and getting into spirit so that we can see with those eyes and aid in the healing from those eyes. You know, we cannot start to give back. We cannot start to give of ourselves unless we are full and within our spirit, fully aligned, able to see from that perspective, or else we're just going to be giving more of our egos away. And our ego is not going to help anyone. It's just going to cause more panic and more, um, you know, more of this really intense vibration, not raise. So we want to put our spirits um, in full alignment with ourselves and put them out there so that we can raise this vibration up past this panic level. Um, We have to slow down or the healing won't happen. We can all feel the panic of a dramatic shift in our universal energy because we are all connected and we are all threatened. And, um, you know, when I hear the word that we are all threatened, threatened is in something, you know, so fundamental and vulnerable as our physical safety is in jeopardy. All of a sudden in this state, we all become equal. And because, you know, just as our society is melting away, the unnecessary parts of itself, you know, the parts that are so much obvious distraction, you know, we're left with the real, with the unchangeable, with the eternal. 
and, you know, everything else is melting away. You know, the things that we used to fill our time shopping, you know, experiencing lots of consumerism and participating in lots of consumerism, you know, past essential need, like past going to the grocery store and buying food for your family. We were, we're always, um, in this cycle of going to work, coming home, doing something that has something to do with consumerism and then going to bed and then getting up and then going to work. And then we're in this cycle and we're always going and we're always going and we're never resting. Even on our days off, we are participating in consumerism. We are participating in the panic of society. Even before this, there was that that energy, that static that always is happening. And that happens because we are constantly participating in it. We're constantly giving into it um, and contributing to it. So, you know, we have to rest in order to be able to get back in touch with that which is essential. You know, that which is equal and true for us all, we can find our quality in this. Our equality lies in this concept. You know, um, melting away the unnecessary in the physical world, like in our society, such as businesses, you know, all these different things, you know, even convent, you can even extend it to conventional education. Of course, these things are good and bad, of course, but, you know, but we can, you know, this is an interchangeably applied to physical in that sense. And then also spiritual, because when you break it all down, you know, what we're going through in the collective stripping of our societal, um, baggage. We're also stripping away our ego baggage and we're stripping away that which our ego is completely attached to and realizing that we all have the same essentials here. We all care about the same things. You know, when it comes down to it, we don't care about any of this other stuff, but we care about our love. We care about our families. We care, you know, hell, even about ourselves. But still, we when we strip away ego, we tap into God's ultimate truth. You feel it. You manifest it. Um, without even knowing it, you know, and we're starting to see this pop up in a lot of ways. And I am encouraging us here to keep this going, you know, in I've seen this in so many beautiful and purposeful ways in response to this issue. You know, people are forcibly so yes, but you know, it's a good thing homeschooling their children, spending all their working, schooling, playing, relaxing time together, you know, a dramatic decrease in pollution um, releases occurring. People are stepping up to the plate for essential functions of society to provide for the good of the many. These are hopeful things. You know, people are encouraging each other to go out for walks. They're encouraging each other to meditate and pray and connect more with this network, you know, of humanship that we can connect on all these different levels other than participating in consumerism or participating in our distractions. You know, we can connect still with all of this stripped down. In fact, we can connect more and we can connect with the divine and bring that into the collective and and spread that between us. And we are starting to be reminded of that right now. And, you know, I think there's still so much resistance, but like, I also think that so many people are doing it without even knowing it. They are reconnecting back to God, even if they are like, oh, I don't even think about God. They're, they're still reconnecting back and we can take, you know, hope out of this and, and, use our eyes to view this and make sure that we are perpetuating that. And in in order for do that, we will be able to, you know, bring the people who are in resistance to the idea of resting, maybe bring them into, you know, some relaxation instead, you know, it's a hard thing to do because 
Obviously, as a society, as an entire world, internationally, we cannot sit down. We just cannot sit down, and it has manifested sickness, unfortunately. I mean, there is no other way to look at it other than we have truly manifested and spread literal physical illness due to a both physical and spiritual problem, you know, and Jesus says in lines 20 to 27 in the gospel of Mary Magdalene, um, you know, this is why the good has come into your midst. It acts together with the elements of your nature so as to reunite it with its roots. Then he continued, this is why you become sick and why you die. It It is a result of your actions and what you do takes you further away. You know, and of course, this is not to say anyone deserves sickness. Obviously, this is not at all the perspective here. But instead, Jesus is telling us that we attract it. We distract ourselves enough, there will be no connection to spirit left, and we will manifest sickness and or death, both in the literal literal physical sense, as we're seeing, and of course, in the spiritual sense. Um, Okay, sorry about that little snippet of beeping there. Um, Got that handled. Um, Okay, so yeah. Um, You know, of course, it's, again, not to say that anyone deserves sickness, but we uh, attract it, you know, and we're seeing this in the physical sense. You know, we must stop or we will continue not to go. You know, you have to stop to be able to continue forward. We must step back in order to step forward. And, you know, while we are being forced now We should continue this practice through the rest of time, um, remembering this event as a manifestation of our inability to be still. We are seeing a manifestation before our eyes of what can happen, you know, one of the many random events that can happen when we have an issue with being still, you know, and, you know, we're real we are reminded in this gospel that the good you know that which with that which they call the good it can be interpreted as any of the trinity you know god the holy spirit christ comes into our midst and works inside us from the inside out when we are inviting and connecting and calm enough for it you know it doesn't happen when there is resistance and you know, I hear Psalms playing in my head all day at work, you know, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. You know, this is true. Be still and know that there is God, eternal, unchanging. While we run around down here like chickens without heads, you know, God can still connect with us, but only connecting to those who connect back with it, you know, who manifest its light. And the more manifesting of this light that we are able to do, the more we are able to bring it forth to earth and see a world full of peace and health. Um, You know, God, God has shown so bright through so many people, but so many people are still so blind and they really turn a blind eye to ultimate truth. And, you know, Religious practice or preference or lack thereof, it cannot be an excuse any longer because God's oneness, God's ultimate truth and being is present and manifested in every single religion and every single spirituality. It does not matter what you believe, as long as you are following your highest self, that which is one with God and that which will bring you back to divine connection with our source. So, you know, through your own perspective and own religious or spiritual practice or lack thereof, we must be asking ourselves the question, how in touch am I? You know, how far do I still need to go? Is there a prayer or meditation time in my life? Do I ever sit still and just think, contemplate existence, contemplate love and oneness. You know, in my experience, most people 
have such a beautiful light and manifestation bent up inside of them, but they dim it, they resist it. And they only let it shine, you know, some of the time. They don't sit with God enough to be guided in how to actually express this light. Um, and what I'm encouraging here is for us to really take this time, take advantage of this time, because I mean, it's been, it's not necessarily a good thing, but we can bring good out of it because we can sit with God and we can say, what next? You know, we can say, how do I use my light inside of me to go from here and help the world heal? And that's not going to happen unless we meditate on it. You know, I really see this in a lot of people, you know, in myself included, because I'm an extremely anxious person, both in nature and nurture, you know, I'm a horrendous overthinker. And, you know, thanks to mental health care and this and my faith and God, you know, I'm able to work on it every single day, which seems relentless and tiresome, but there's a light in there that has to come out. There's a light inside me that has to come out. I have things I have to say about God and it has to come out. And, you know, that path was only discovered for me by sitting in meditation and contemplating it. And I don't think any of us really give ourselves the time to do that. I didn't give myself the time to do that for the longest time. And it's really hard to do that um, when we've allowed our you know, societal conditioning to shape who we are instead of allowing our higher selves and that which is one with God to shape who we are. You know, but now's the time to start letting this happen, to reset to free ourselves from the chains of busyness. You know, we must relax. We must step back. We must stay home. We must find faith and understanding to progress our collective health forward. And that is just a truth we must all face. We must all relax and be still and know God. You know, if you're listening to this, you are blessed enough to be alive, blessed enough to still have a second chance at reconnection. And this is key. You know, we are being called, we are being pushed and drawn, we are being changed, we are being, you know, flow, we are not to resist the flow, we're being flown. You know, we need to be staying home and reconnecting with God inside of ourselves. And we'll be better people for it. We will be better people for the rest of humanity for it. And we will be able to overcome this extreme novel situation for because of it. You know, people are literally dying from this. It's unbelievable. And so every day we wake up, it, it's a blessing. Every day that we wake up and are able to reconnect, it is a blessing. People are losing their jobs. So every day you get to work from home or every day you get to go to work and serve your community, serving your community is a blessing. And we need to be practicing the utmost of inward and deep, deep gratitude at this time. And of course, you know, if you're sick or if you're around those who are sick, I wish and I pray for nothing but healing for you both physically and sp spiritually. I can only imagine the experience this is on the level of all of our worst fears. Um, it's again an unbelievable time, but you know there is a light inside of a human in, inside of humankind in a unique and particular way that you know shows us God's ever flowing support is truly there, and this is becoming so apparent to me that this is within our existence that God's ever flowing support is truly there, and we just are distracted from it. We are blind to it, and we just need to focus. We just need to refocus and reconnect. That's all we need to do. And we are still so blessed, so deeply blessed. And we must remember our roots, our source, our families, our branches and leaves. We must watch, you know, where those leaves fall. We must stand firm where we are planted. And 
sometimes the blunt force events happen just to jolt us into awakening. Um, and we've seen this historically time and time again. And I did want to put in one that's at least encouraging to me um, of a reading in here. And that is from John uh, chapter 15. And that is when Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in me, in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like branches and withers. Such branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. And that really inspires me because, you know, even though the parable is a little different in there, you know, I think of God as the tree everlasting, the giver of all life. And I think of Christ and our beloved prophets and the Holy Spirit as the branches. And I think of us as the leaves and the flowers and the fruit, ever growing, ever creative, ever changing, ever beautiful, and forever one with the tree. You know, and now after this rather intensive call to action <laughs> and, you know, intense time, we are called to love one another and to relax and to abide back within the tree, to nest, to become, you know, one again. And, you know, this is key to our future and key to our health in the in the future. Um, so, you know, here's a call to action to relax, stay home, protect your loved ones, and come back, come connect back to yourself and God. Um, and yeah, that was, I know it was an intense call to action, but let's take some breaths and pray and then we will be done. <laughs> so let's take a deep breath in and out and in. And out. Ooh, that was really crazy for a second. I felt this like crazy presence right here. Um, and God, we pray for your everlasting support as we navigate this novel situation, and we pray for healing of the sick and their caretakers. There are no words to express our gratitude for our health and for this day we have been given. We vow to continue forth in creating a more peaceful future full of rest and wellness. We pray for the support of Christ to embed his words into our hearts so we may use them to create this peaceful peace peaceful future, one with little sickness and darkness, and one full of God's love and light. We pray that we may use this time as a time of reconnection, refocus, prayer for each other, and practice of ultimate love. We may, may we always remember Christ's sacred words when we have doubts and questions during this troubling time, and may we always look to light of God for guidance. With our deepest gratitude and most trusting love, amen.
Thank you all deeply for listening. Sorry for my rants, but thank you so much for support of this ministry. You know, remember to read our daily devotionals every day on Instagram, website, or our new Facebook page for um, scriptural interpretation, education, and encouragement. And, you know, I encourage you guys to just relax and take a step back and love each other and go in peace. Thank you so much for listening.